Hello, I'm Josh. And I'm Gabriel. And today we are reading the gospel, the presentation of Jesus in the temple. And this event takes place in the book of Luke, chapter 2, verses 21 through 38. And at the end of eight days, when he was circumcised, he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. And when the time came for the purification, according to the law of Moses, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, as it is written in the law of the Lord, every male who first opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord, and to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought the child to Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, He took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace, according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. And his father and mother marveled at what was said to him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel, and for a sign that is opposed. A sword will pierce through your own soul also, so that thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. And there was a prophetess Anna, the daughter of Phineo, of the tribe of Asher, She was advanced in years, having lived with her husband seven years from when she was a virgin, and then as a widow until she was 84, she did not depart from the temple, worshiping with fasting and prayer day and night, and coming up at the very hour, she began to give thanks to God to speak of him to all who were waiting for the redemption of Jesus. So here we have really two events that are taking place. One is is happening um, eight days after the birth. This is the, the naming and the circumcision of Jesus as was the custom uh, of the, the Israelites at that time. Mm-hmm. And at this time, they still would have been in Bethlehem. Whether they were in the manger still or they were in a house, we don't know, um, but likely... Um, someone would have come to the house and performed that circumcision in the house. Mm -hmm. That was the day number eight after uh, birth. Correct. And they are presented to the temple. I mean, the child, the firstborn, was presented to the temple 40 days after the birth. Again, it's likely that they were in Bethlehem Mm -hmm. at this time, and then they go over to Jerusalem. Have you ever been to the Middle East? Uh, Yes. Have have Uh, you stood up on uh, the side of, Jerusalem, and you could see Jerusalem and see Bethlehem. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's only about six miles apart. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
So it wasn't a massive journey. So they are very close to Jerusalem. Maybe that is another reason they stayed in Bethlehem. Anyway, during those 40 days when a woman who gave birth to a a baby boy was considered unclean, ceremonially unclean, she was not allowed to attend any public religious services. Mm -hmm. And they were supposed to stay as close to home as possible Mm -hmm. during this time. Mm -hmm. So we have this taking place, and when they come to present Jesus in the temple, there's this encounter with Simeon and Anna. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Simeon has sees Jesus and is ready to depart in peace. So uh, Simeon, as well as Anna, have been waiting for the redemption or the consolation of Israel. That is another name for Messiah or for mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. I thought about my grandfather. He was 82 when he had a bicycle accident and broke a hip and for the rest of his life, he, the next five years, he stayed in bed. And I remember him was a man of faith and waking up in the morning, reading from the Bible, kneeling by the bed most of his life except these five years. And his bed was close to the window and it was springtime. And so, Lord, thank you so much that uh, you let me live this new season of nature revival and I'm, I'm enjoying the sunlight I enjoy the mm-hmm. new leaves and the flowers Lord please let me live until the harvest and uh, this is how he went from spring to fall and from fall to spring and spring to fall and when he felt that uh, after a number of years he kept saying the same prayer over and over he said Lord how about if you leave me until the coming of Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) I like to see him coming. So uh, Simeon was one of these people who asked the Lord to let him, you know, live until he see the coming of, of Messiah. And now he had the object of his prayer in his arms. Yeah. And it was a two way relationship. He was blessed by this event. And he blessed them, the child and the parents, and, and that was beautiful. That's amazing. What does this story tell us about Jesus? Verse 22, the time came for the purification. It was not a usual purification after giving birth. It was more than that because Jesus was the firstborn mm-hmm. male. Yeah. And according to the law of Moses, the firstborns belong to the Lord. And if you really wanted them to stay with you, you should redeem them. The firstborns are dedicated as holy to the Lord. And the firstborn of every Israelite family was dedicated to the Lord to keep alive this idea that one day a firstborn the Holy One of Israel will come to redeem them. Mm. And they were trained to understand that the firstborn did not belong to them. So Jesus Christ came as a firstborn. That means he walks ahead of us. He's the older brother. We can trust him. He can take care of us. Uh, He's an example worth following. He is the firstborn. And I find two things in here and one from the previous event that we covered and this in the previous event mary stores up what she hears 
in mm-hmm. her heart here. Uh, his father and mother marveled at what was said about him. Mm-hmm. You know, Mary was instructed by an angel that she's going to give birth to the Messiah. Mm-hmm. Yet she's still marveling at what is said here. And, and I, th- I think, what does this tell me about God? He's always surprising us. He, he's always surprising <laughs> us, and he's he's so large and and magnificent that we can't study and understand God in a you know semester at college. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's something that's always going to continue to to marvel. He always delivers beyond expectation. What is Jesus telling us? Um, wh- what is this event telling us? As I go through this, you know, again, at this time, it's not like Jesus was talking, mm-hmm. was saying, we're going to go through and do the circumcision and go to the temple and, and for purification. This tells me the more about his family, that he, he was born into a, a family that followed order. You know, mm-hmm. they, they did the things as they, they should do. Mm-hmm. And Jesus was raised in a home that from the very beginning had order. What I like is that in this event, I see God's hand lining up, orchestrating all these events. Mm -hmm. And all of them become a fulfillment of something that the Jews have been doing without getting its full meaning. They have always dedicated the firstborn. They have always did the purification. Uh, the priests always went to Jerusalem to fulfill their work, but this time there is something different. Whatever they have been thinking about is being fulfilled now. Yeah. All the types, that means symbols in the Old Testament, are meeting the reality or the antitype. So this is uh, how I see um, God speaking to us. So what are we going to do about it then? And again, for me, I'm going to do the things God asks in his word, mm-hmm. not for salvation, just that's how a citizen of the kingdom of heaven acts. You know, mm-hmm. these are, this is what someone does, and um, I've got no problem. It doesn't hinder me whatsoever to obey God's commands. So what I'm going to do... I like to follow these examples of Simeon and Anna, Mm -hmm. very faithful believers. They didn't look around to see how corrupt the religious system was that time, how the high priests were buying their position by bribing the Roman authorities, and after that, uh, asking for money from those below them to recoup the initial investment, and so on. Mm -hmm. Read the history to see how corrupt that system was. And sometimes it was very cold and just uh, um, works-oriented, an obedience that will bribe God to, you know, save me. Yeah. These people, Simeon and Anna, were able to live a life that was clean and pure in devotion to God in a bad context. The stars are brighter when the night is darker. What I take from this is uh, it's an invitation to follow these examples of Simeon and Anna, always staying connected to God and around his church. 
The church might be falling apart, but is the object of God's love. Uh, Jesus came to die for his church, and this is why I like to follow these two examples. And just as Simeon and Anna shared their their heart, their experience with Mary and Joseph and Jesus, I I too the the way I want to share this is is share my thoughts and, mm-hmm. and uh, myself uh, with others around. You know, being there to live with them and to experience life. Yeah, and based as a continuation of what you just said, to allow the Holy Spirit to lead you towards those divine appointments, divine moments when individuals who have been connected with God over time, now they come together. And Simeon and Anna and Joseph and Mary, uh, all of them are there at the temple around Jesus Christ. And Jesus is the unifying force that brings all of them together into a visible remnant of Israel, a small group of believers who are still praying, still believing in the comfort or salvation of Israel. Let's pray. Father God, we are surrounded by wickedness, by sin. We're surrounded by selfishness. And I pray that we will be able to stand for righteousness. Even if our spiritual mentors don't, even if those who we look up to don't, that we will stand for what is good. And that, Father, we will find time for you in every part of our day. And our eyes will be open for these divine appointments, these times where we can be used by your Holy Spirit to spread the good news of Jesus Christ. Go with us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.